Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2017. This is Jamie talking about Steps 6 and 7. Um, hi, my name is Jamie and I'm an alcoholic. I have a sobriety date, 17th of September 2005, and uh, happy to have that date and also have a home group, the Deal Men's Group, and happy to have a home group. And um, thanks to the uh, Working With Others group and David and Chris for asking me to share. It's always a privilege to be able to share experience, strength and hope um, when asked and to be of service. So, yeah, uh, like thanks to the previous speakers. Really good to hear your experience, uh, strength and hope, and, and some of the material out of the book. Um, so, yeah, like uh, Steve said, you know, they're pretty short paragraphs and um, sort of you sort of wonder how, you know, how could that be, uh, you know, two full steps and what can I, I share and that. So I'm going to just share a little bit about my experience on the first five steps and then share a little bit more on six and seven. So, so I guess, um, you know, Jamie, without a drink in his system, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with reality. I get restless, irritable and discontented. I get easily disturbed and uh, when I was a kid, I didn't have a solution for that, but... When I found alcohol um, and I took a drink of alcohol, all of a sudden that reality, that uncomfortability that I had with myself um, was was removed and uh, all of a sudden I, I could talk to the talk to the girls and I wasn't scared of the bullies and you know alcohol did something for me and it was explained uh, you know in some of these speakers they said it changed my perception of reality and I got some real identification that uh, alcohol was a real solution to my problems. And uh, it was only later on when I came into Alcoholics Anonymous that I learned that, you know, I had this illness called alcoholism and that the alcoholism was, alcoholism was present, you know, when I was sober and that was, uh, and that was this natural state of being uncomfortable with reality. And, um, you know, I guess many times I tried to get sober and tried psychologists, psychiatrists and, and, and certain self-help books, it was all about Jamie, you know, I, I, um, I, I thought about myself a lot, I had a lot of these defects and, you know, they would pop up all the time, it was like those little uh, whack-a-mole uh, games, you know, like, you know, if it was like selfishness, lust, you know, anger, greed, gluttony, and I'm trying to whack them all and, you know, whatever I did, you know, it didn't, did not work and I had a... I had a long career. I had 20 years of, of drinking and, and whatever I tried, you know, I could not relieve my alcoholism. And, um, you know, like Steve was talking about separating from alcohol, that was my problem. I could never separate from alcohol. And um, and, and it was only, I guess, you know, like, uh, you know, by coming into Alcoholics Anonymous and having some people who put this big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in front of me and they told me that I was a sick guy and that I had a, a twofold illness, that I had a physical allergy and a mental obsession, that, you know, they said after a while, you know, that uncomfortability with reality, eventually you will get an obsession, which is an insane thought, that uh, you could pick up a drink again and everything's going to be okay, when in fact that was a lie. And I did that to myself over and over and again, and I'm sure that's been talked about, but that was the step one, you know, I was stuck in this cycle and I, I couldn't get out of it with a, without an entire um, psychic change, but... You know, they explained to me that I was, uh, I was, you know, very sick and and that I needed help, and I didn't realise how much trouble I was, I was really in, and I was, uh, I was dishonest, I was closed-minded, and I wasn't willing. And um, you know, they it talks about in the in the book in the in the preceding chapters, you know, that it says that we um, learned that we had to concede to our innermost selves that we were alcoholics. So I had to had to get honest with myself and say, I'm a real alcoholic. You know, I'm an alcoholic of the hopeless variety, and and if I'm of that hopeless variety, you know, it explains around page 20 and 21 that if I was just a heavy drinker, then there is a solution for a heavy drinker. That's to stop drinking. 
you could I could go to a, a rehab or a detox for five days or stop drinking and then all my problems will I'll be okay. Or it says, you know, given sufficient uh, you know, change of environment, scene or whatever, my problems are piling up, you know, and I, I just I, I can separate from the, the problem or, or that kind of thing. I can I can just not drink. But my problem is as a real alcoholic, you know, when, when the problems become too big, I drink under any circumstances. And uh, and if if I'm of that type that you know is described in this um, big book, then I need to need to get that uh, in, that psychic change or that spiritual awakening, like you know Steve was talking about in the appendix uh, two. I need to find a god that can change my perception of reality. So I I, I I had a god, right? Or I had a I had a, a spiritual solution, but it was in alcohol. You know that was uh, that was rocket fuel or beer or whatever. That was my solution. That was my preferred solution that worked really well. But you know, in Bill's story, it talks about um, the progression of the illness. So over any period of time, you know, I, went, I was going down the scale because there was a scale of alcoholism and I was starting to get warnings, you know, at work and I was starting to separate from relationships but I could never separate from, from the alcohol. And, um, you know, eventually, you know, I got to the, to the, to the bottom and, um, you know, had to, had, to, had to ask for help. So... So I guess um, you know, having found that solution, and then um, and then uh, that was my step two, and then step three was um, you know turning the, my will and my life over to God as I understand. My God, you know, I've got to remember that now I've, I'm, I'm running with God. It's not Jamie's will anymore. I've got uh, I've got some people in front of me. There's some uh, guys that are doing pretty well. I've got my conception of God. I've got a power source, and I'm I'm going along a lot better than what I used to. So. So, um, and the, I'm sure in the in the session before, I, I um, they're going to we do the inventory, and uh, we get to that fourth column, and I could see that I'm I'm full of defects, right? I'm like, uh, you know, I'm like my my car's not running really well. If I take it to the mechanic, I got a friend who's a mechanic, and uh, and I take my car to the mechanic, and they say, Jamie, what have you been doing with this thing? It's blowing smoke. It's like the rings are gone. You've been just running this thing into the ground. You've been thrashing it. But what I've done is I've you know, I've given it a bit of a tune-up, I've cleaned out the carburetor, we've tuned it all up, we've put some air in the tyres, you didn't have any water in the radiator, you know, you just, you just been giving it a really you know, hard time. But if you give it a... a um, I've given it a tune-up. Now, if you take the car and look after it, right, it'll, it'll run pretty well. And, you know, you can... If I do those daily activities like prayer and maintenance or prayer and meditation, I should say, which is the, the maintenance and growth steps, then... The car runs pretty well, and I'll get a daily reprieve from my alcoholism. So, turning my will and my life over to the care of my higher power, I'm running along okay. And uh, I, but still, these defects keep popping up. So I'm sober, and um, you know, sober is not a treatment for alcoholism. Going to meetings of Alcoholics Anonymous is not a treatment for alcoholism. Great thing to do, right? But in the book, it talks about how the steps, and this is great that we're talking about the steps. They are the the solution for how to recover from alcoholism. So these defects that keep popping up, you know, how do I how do I deal with them? And so, finally, you know, we're, we're going to have done the um, the fifth step, which is there's some triangulation. I'm going to talk to my sponsor, and I'm going to share with God because I need to have some humility because I'm not a very humble guy. So uh, if I share my defects with my sponsor and say, you know, these are, these are all the problems that I've, I've got, and uh, he was able to share a couple of, of his, uh, you know, problems that I that, that uh, he had, and all of a sudden I didn't feel like I was the only only one in the world that had these problems, and there was some 
kind of a reset and there was a, quite a lot of relief actually because I'd been dragging these things around me for, with me for 20 years. I was, I was a victim. And, uh, and these were all the, the causes and conditions. So these, the defects and the causes and conditions, uh, you know, I was able to sort of clear them out. And uh, you know, on the page before 75, it would say that um, after we've read the first five proposals, we ask if we have omitted anything, for we are building an arch through which we shall walk a free man. So we're going to ask ourselves these four questions. Is our work solid so far? Are the stones in place? Have we skimped on the cement put in the foundation? Have I tried to make mortar without sand? And, you know, my sponsor always says, you know, if you don't know, then, if you, you know, you've got to go back, right? Because, you know, better to... Um, go back and ask a question and try to look good and pretend you know what's going on. It's always a good idea to ask. <laughs> so, so um, and Steve covered a lot of this in, in, uh, in really good detail and, and Anne as well, but I'm just kind of going to go over from my experience. So the, um, the, uh, the sixth step um, is, or the sixth and seventh step is really, you know, to create uh, an environment for the healing. So if I've broken my leg, you know, the doctor doesn't actually sort of fix the, the leg per se, he's going to say, okay, um, we, we've set it, we've put it in a cast and, um, and, and it's set there. Now, that, that is the environment for the healing to occur. The, the bone, you know, is going to grow back or whatever. You've just got to not put too much weight on it. And, and, and if you follow the, the, these instructions and so forth, I can create that environment for the healing to occur. So that was how my sponsor explained that I've got to... Um, follow what's God's guidance, you know, and it talks. It talked about it a little bit uh, earlier in the in um, step five, I think it was, or in how it works. It says I need to work out what is God's God's role for me. Thanks, um, you know, what is God's role for me in the world, and and I've got to say, how can I work out what what is God's will for me? I've got Jamie's defects, God's will. Somehow I've got to bring bring my will, align my will with God's will, and. Um, and, and, and I guess the, the sixth step is about being uh, willing and, um, you know, it talks about just making a beginning. You know, the, I've just got to make a start and see that, you know, um, if it's uh, procrastination, if it's sloth, well, I've got to get out of bed, right? You know, I've been sleeping in too much, I'm, I'm a bit lazy, that sort of thing, I've got to get up. Maybe make some breakfast, make a phone call to a couple of other people or just, just make a start, not be a perfectionist and say I won't give that a, a go because I think I might fail in it. Just, just make a start, and I've got to be, be, be willing to do that. And um, so, and in the the uh, the Oxford group, uh, which we, where we get the the steps from, it talks about the five C's, and step six is the conviction. So I'm going to have the conviction for for the um, for God to remove the defects of character, and then step seven is the the conversion. Okay, so I'm going to ask my Creator to have all of me, right? Because my defects have been a liability. Right? I've got all these uh, defects, a liability. I want to be uh, having some virtues. Okay, so virtues are the opposite of the defects. So I'm trying to bring them around, and and only God can uh, can remove those. So uh, some good examples uh, is you know how can I take um, in the morning I get um, or in certain situations I get frustrated, I get impatient, I get angry, easily disturbed. So some guidance for me is to take a 10-second time delay. My sponsor says, you're, you're the kind of a guy that needs to just zip it, right? <laughs> just, just, just don't say anything, even though you're just waiting to just have a crack back at that guy that's, you know, abused you. Just take that 10-second time delay because 
if I say something, something terrible is going to come out. So just take a 10-second time delay, and then I'm practicing patience. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm naturally intolerant. So I don't know how, how it is, but I was, you know, I was given a black belt in, you know, resentments, fears, uh, you know, being all, all of the defects. I was naturally uh, good, at, good at those. I, I sort of tried to be good, but I was, like, never that successful in, in it. And, uh, you know, it was always my defects were the, the things that would, would get on top of me. And um, so I'm going to go a little bit to the uh, 12 and 12 because some good stuff in the 12 and 12, uh, which Bill wrote about 15 years after the big book. And he'd only been seeing sort of counsellor psychologist and, and he'd got 15 years to reflect on, 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 on what he'd written in the, in the book. So, so page 63 of the 12 and 12, it says, um, this is the, uh, the step that separates the men from the boys, so declares a well-loved clergyman who happens to be one of AA's greatest friends. He goes on to explain that any person capable of enough willingness and honesty to try repeatedly step six on all his faults without any reservations whatever has indeed come a long way spiritually and is therefore entitled to be called a man who is sincerely trying to grow in the image and likeness of his own creator. Of course, the often disputed uh, question of whether God can and will under certain conditions remove defects of character will be answered with a prompt affirmative by almost any AA member. Okay, so the, um, it's going to uh, go on to, to say that the, 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 the boys are the ones that have a... Um, so the difference between the boys and the men is a difference between striving for a self-determined objective, that's one that I come up with, and for the, the perfect uh, objective, uh, which is God. Okay, so I've got a... Try to um, God's perfect, so I'm going to try to go for perfection, and and uh, and and I've got to be, you know, entirely ready. Okay, so it goes on a little bit further to say the only question is, are we are we ready? And uh, he says, looking again at these defects, we are, we are still unwilling to give up. So I think, like Steve said, there's some um, benefits associated with the defects, right? So some of these, I might like these little benefits. So. I've got to, we ought to erase the hard and fast lines that we have drawn. Perhaps we will be obliged in some cases, but um, still to say, this I cannot give up yet, but we should not say to ourselves, this I will uh, never give up. So uh, it's going to be uh, progress, not perfection. Now, I just, I'm just going to do a little bit of history because I think it's quite interesting to see where, where we got some of this uh, from. And there was a guy named uh, Ed Dowling, and uh, he was the one that came up with the, the men from the boys uh, analogy, thanks. And um, Bill was sitting in his, uh, he's about five years sober in 1940, he's sitting in his 24th Street AA club. Um, a few people had broken their anonymity. Uh, Hank Parker had got drunk, uh, Rolly Helmsley, the baseball player, had uh, got drunk by breaking his anonymity, and Bill was starting to talk to the press. And he was getting worried. He thought, I'm five years in, you know, what if I were to have a drink? So I'm just going to read a little bit out of here. So this is out of this uh, Barefoot's World, really good uh, history. It was 10pm. The doorbell rang. Uh, Tom, the club's maintenance man, said there was some bum from St Louis to see him. Reluctantly, Bill said, send him up. To himself, he muttered, not another drunk. But Bill welcomed the stranger, all the same. As the man shuffled to a wooden chair opposite the bed and sat down, his black raincoat fell open, revealing a Roman collar. I'm Father Ed Dowling from St. Louis, he said. A Jesuit friend, and I've been struck by the similarity of the AA 12 steps and the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius. 
Never heard of them. Father Ed laughed. This endeared him to Bill. Robert Thompson tells the rest of the story uh, this way in his book, Bill W. The curious little man went on and on, and as he did, Bill could feel his body relaxing, his spirits rising. Gradually, he realised that this man sitting across from him was radiating a kind of grace. Primarily, Father Ed wanted to talk about the paradox of AA, the regeneration, he called it, the strength arising out of defeat and weakness, the loss of one's old life as a condition for achieving a new one. And Bill agreed with everything. Soon, Bill was talking about all the steps and taking his fifth step, telling the exact nature of his wrongs with this priest who had limped in from a storm. He told Father Ed about his anger, his impatience, his mounting dissatisfactions. Blessed are they, Father Ed said, who hunger and thirst. When Bill asked whether there was to be any satisfaction, the priest snapped, never, never any. Bill would have to keep on reaching. In time, his reaching would find God's goals hidden in his own heart. Thompson continues, Bill had made a decision, Father Ed reminded, to turn his life and his will over to God. He was not to sit in judgment on how he or the world was proceeding. He had only to keep the channels open. It was not up to him up to him to decide how fast or how slowly AA developed, for whether the two of them liked it or not, the world was undoubtedly proceeding as it should in God's time. Father Ed continued quoting Bill's work to him. No one had been able to maintain perfect adherence to the principles. None were saints. They claimed spiritual progress, not spiritual perfection. So... Um, it's really interesting. That's where they got the uh, progress, not perfection from. And Bill used to consider Ed Dowling as, as one of his spiritual uh, sponsors. So, um, you know, I think it's always interesting to look at the, the history and the, the context of, uh, of where we get the, these uh, steps from. So the last little section in uh, step seven um, is that... Uh, I'm just going to read the, the, the last bit of step seven out of the 12 and 12 because it talks about... Um, and I can certainly identify with this, is, says page 76, the chief activator of our defects has been self-centred fear, primarily fear that we would lose something we already possessed or would fail to get something we demanded. Living upon a basis of unsatisfied demands, we were in a continual state of, of, state of continual disturbance and frustration. Therefore, no peace was to be had unless we could find a, a means of reducing these demands. The difference between a demand and a simple request is plain to anyone. The seventh step is where we make the change in our attitude which permits us with our humility as our guide to move out from ourselves towards others and toward God. The whole emphasis of step seven is on humility. It is really saying to us that we now ought to be trying, willing to try humility in seeking the removal of our other shortcomings just as we did when we admitted that we were powerless over alcohol and came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. If that degree of humility could enable us to find the grace by which such a deadly obsession could be banished, there must be hope of the same result uh, respecting any other problem we could possibly have. So um, I've, got to, I've got to use the same power that removed the obsession to drink as, uh, as on, on all my defects that uh, you know, come up from day to day, uh, on a day-to-day basis. So um, I'm going to wrap it up there. Uh, I, Thank you for uh, listening to me share and uh, wish you the best in, in your recovery. Thanks a lot. Information about the annual Melbourne AA Steps Weekend is available from www.stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au. Thanks for letting us share.